Welcome into the Puttcraft Podcast. My name is Reed Nelson. This is an instant reaction to this evening's Como Open, where Sean Brown emerged victorious for the third time in the last four events and the 16th time in his career. He wins in a shootout over Tom Loftus that lasted exactly one hole. Both of those players finished their um, event at nine under par. This was not the first time these two players had gone to extra holes. Last August, August 22nd, 2022, uh, at Eagle Lake, Sean Brown and Tom Loftus both went 18 under par and went into extra holes where Sean Brown emerged victorious in that one hole as well. So, um, plenty to get to there, which we'll come back to in a moment. Uh, a tie for third right now, Josh Benish at seven under par, rebounding strongly after his, um, last place finish at Veterans Memorial Park a couple weeks earlier. He was two strokes off the lead in a tie for third with Thomas Pepin at seven under par. We're going to get to Thomas in a bit here because to me, this is the story of the event uh, is Thomas's emergence two strokes off of the lead. That is not something I was expecting um, a couple of a couple of hours ago. In a three-way tie for fifth, Eric Hesselius, six under par, Cameron Hesselius, six under par, Zach Hesselius, six under par. Um, in a <laughs> uh, then one stroke off of them is Caden Aselius in eighth place at five under par. Ninth place, Brady Storhoff at one under par. Robin Schwartzman in 10th place at even par. Anthony Dunkel in 11th at six over par. And Jason Peterson in 12th at eight over par. Little confusion regarding the pars. We did kind of custom make the pars uh, when we first started at Como. Um, and the app doesn't allow for a different par on the front 18 and the back 18. The front 18's par is 43. The back 18's par is 46. Uh, the par on the course is 89. We did not have any um, uh, records set or any course records set tonight, but there was plenty of interesting things to get to. Uh, holes that had never been aced before tonight and now have. The fourth hole, Thomas Pepin and Cameron Hesselius. The 14th hole, Tom Loftus. And the 24th hole, um, or the 7th, 6th, yeah, the sixth hole um, on the back 18. Josh Benish, Cameron Aselius, Brady Storhoff. Uh, so those three holes have now been knocked off of the uh, unaced or the unaced holes. Again, this is our first and only trip to Como Park this year. We will return in 2024 for a chance to knock out those um, remaining uh, holes. Okay, let's talk about Thomas Pepin a little bit. Thomas Pepin made his debut at the Golf Zone Open 3.0 in January of 2023. He finished 11 over par and 26 strokes off the lead. I think he was around 20th place. It was quite a big tournament there. So 11 over par, 20, uh, 26 strokes off the lead. He would return to the next Golf Zone event, the Golf Zone Open 4.0, where he would finish at 13 over par, so two strokes worse, and 31 strokes off the lead. That was, of course, Matt Rolstead's 18 under par. I think the important thing to note is he went from 11 over to 13 over. Okay, so he went backwards a little bit. Then... 
He was, uh, his third event was at Veterans Memorial Park two weeks ago, where he finished in second to last place, uh, one under par, uh, and 15 strokes off the lead. He was one stroke better than Josh Benish and one st- and tied with Caden Celius. So definitely some progress there. Uh, those are both obviously legit players who have finished in the top five. I think both of them actually have top, or I know Josh has a second place finish. I believe Caden has a second place finish as well, at least a tie for second. Then tonight happened. And this may be, and correct me if I'm wrong, one of the most inexplicable stories in the history of our uh, uh, puck craft. Thomas Pepin um, finishes uh, his front 18 one stroke off the lead. Okay. Uh, Sean Brown, 42. Tom Loftus, 42. Eric Aselius, 42. Caden Aselius, 42. Thomas Pepin, 43. Okay. Interesting. Um, a far cry from a couple months ago. Heck, a far cry from a couple weeks ago. Then, on the back 18, he hits a 39. Okay, now let me just compare this here a little bit. Sean Brown had a 38. Tom Loftus had a 38. Josh Benish had a 39. Cameron Aselius had a 37. Heck of a back 18, Cameron. Congratulations. Um, just, you know... Based on just the numbers that we've looked at, you would say, what? That doesn't make any sense. Um, But wow. Congratulations, Thomas. You have uh, uh, you have your first top five finish. Um, two strokes off the lead, two strokes off of Sean Brown and Tom Loftus. Um, just an incredible performance. If if. Anybody out there can think of anything more inexplicable, and I think that's the right word in this situation, than Thomas Pepin's third place finish at the Como Open, please let me know. Because off the top of my head, I don't even think there's a good second place or a good third place or a good fourth place. Okay, let's just let's just do this. Let's just compare him to Sean Brown. Okay, just for fun. Sean has now won three or four events. And um, they were two strokes off of each other tonight, 80 and 82. Veterans Memorial Park, um, they were nine strokes off each other. So, you know, maybe, maybe I should have seen this coming a little bit. I didn't. Okay, if we go back to then to the Gulf Zone Open, Sean Brown was 11 under, Thomas Pepin was 13. That's 24 strokes different difference. And then the previous Gulf Zone Open before that, um, Thomas Pepin was 11 over and Sean Brown was eight under. Uh, so that's another 19 strokes. So yeah, um, love to see it. Fascinating. Really, really, really intrigued to see where this goes from here. Uh, but overall, congratulations, Thomas. Um, a really, really interesting storyline, um, this early in the season. Okay. I want to cover the three most difficult holes and the three easiest holes. And Eric, Celius, you're going to be kicking yourself here uh, because you left some opportunities on the course, which I know you know. Uh, You had a six on 15, um, three strokes off the lead. Had you, you know, you know, that six sticks out. Um, But here's some deeper stats that I think you might find interesting. 
If we look simply at the three hardest holes, that's hole 25 or hole 7 on the back, hole 5 and hole 2. And again, this is based on data from the previous two events. The And if we look at the all the top five finishers, so Sean Brown, Tom Loftus, Josh Benish, Thomas Pepin, Eric Aselius, Cameron Aselius, Zach Aselius. Those are all the seven people finished in the top five, believe it or not. Um we look at just the three hardest holes, the person out of those seven who did the best job on those three hardest holes was, um, was Zach Asilis. He went uh, on hole 25. He went ace two. Cause remember we played the back nine twice. He went two on five and two on two. So seven strokes. Remember these are the three, these are the three hardest holes. Sean Brown, was two over that. He went nine on those three. Tom Loftus went eight. He was one over that. Josh Benish went, uh, um, he went 10. He was three over that. Thomas Pepin went 10. He was three over that. Eric Aselius went 10. He was three over that. And Cameron Aselius went nine. He was two over that. Okay. So Zach Aselius made up quite a bit of ground on the three hardest holes on the course. The three easiest holes on the course, four of those seven players all had a 12 or had 12 total strokes on those three easiest holes. Again, the three easiest holes were hole 20, hole 26, and hole 27. Sean Brown had 12 strokes. Thomas Pepin had 12 strokes. Cameron Aselius had 12 strokes. And Zach Aselius had 12 strokes. Tom Loftus added one. He had 13 Josh Benish added two. He had 14. And Eric Aselius added three. He had 15 strokes on the three easiest holes of the course. And, you know, that's the win right there. Okay. Um, Eric adds three, three strokes on the three hardest and three strokes on the three easiest. And, you know, we don't necessarily go into these holes thinking oh, this is one of the easiest holes on the course. Well, some of you might. Um, you know, the data says that this hole actually averages 0.97 strokes uh, under par, and, and I should definitely, definitely birdie this hole or at least par it. Um, but it is interesting to look at it after the fact. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, Eric went out of bounds on 15 on that front 18, which led to that six. Um and that that that's not related to any of this. I just I just want to kind of point that out a little bit. So every single person had an ace tonight. There weren't a lot of them. Uh, Sean Brown with three. Tom Loftus with three. Josh Benish with two. Keep in mind, I did not count Sean Brown's ace in extras. That is not a stat that counts. Uh, he only gets 18, 18 holes, or 36 holes. So Sean Brown with three, Tom Loftus with three, Josh Benish with two, Thomas Pepin with two, Eric Aselius with one, Cameron Aselius with three, uh, Zach Aselius with one, Caden Aselius with three, Brady Storhop with two, Robin Schwartzman with two, Anthony Dunkel with one, and Jason Peterson with one. Um, uh, only one person had more than one eagle tonight. That was Brady Storhoff, who had two eagles. He eagled par, he eagled hole six on the front 18 and hole six on the back 18. 
Again, we already noted uh, the players that aced holes that hadn't been aced before. Hole 4, hole 14, and hole 24 have now all been aced. Previously, they had not been. I do want to talk about the extras. I want to, I want to add a little bit of context to the extra holes uh, with, with Sean Brown and Tom Loftus. It didn't have to get to that point. Um, Sean really mounted a pretty incredible comeback. Um, if you look at the final five holes, uh, Tom Loftus went double on hole, we'll call it 23. Sean Brown parred that hole. Uh, Tom went birdie on 24. Sean Brown parred that hole. They both parred 25. They both birdied 26. And then Tom took a par on 27 and Sean Brown was able to uh, nab a birdie, which brought him into a tie for the lead. Both Sean and Tom went 42 on the front, 38 on the back. Again, I want to note Cameron Decelius with the 37 on the back, uh, 18, was one stroke shy of the course record, which is currently tied with uh, by Daryl Hummany and Sean Brown at 36. Um, Cameron with a 46 on the front, 18, was able to shave off nine strokes on the back, 18. Really, really, really well done there. Um, the... Uh, the best um, uh, number there tonight. Anthony Dunkel went 50 to 45, uh, but that was, of course, only five strokes. Okay, let's talk about the extras. Um, it, 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 it was over really quick. And, and you know, Sean didn't, <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't, he didn't give us a whole heck of a lot of drama. That's a tough shot to ace. And, you know, Sean, you may want to correct the record here, but I don't believe you were going for an ace. I believe you were going for a two. Um, based on, you know, the angle that you took, uh, I don't think you could have possibly known that that ball was going to bounce off that rock the way that it did. Um, never want to call a shot like that lucky, and here's why. It's the pace, Right. It, of course, hitting that rock was lucky, but he hit it at such a perfect speed that it allowed the ball to just trickle right into the hole. Any softer or any harder, well, it could have been a little harder, but a lot harder, and that thing is not going in the cup. It's just not. Okay, so my guess, my and I could have asked him about this afterwards, but I believe the strategy was just to take a two and just to force Tom into making a mistake and, and just to take twos, twos, and twos, and twos, and twos. Um, Tom was then forced to try to ace that hole, which if you look at it, it's really difficult because there's a big patch of rough right in the middle of the hole. So... Tom decided to go over the top of it, um, and it didn't quite make it out of the rough. So just a really, really, really difficult shot. Um, Sean had a, just like I said, great pace, um, great strategy. Ball went in. So, you know, sometimes they say it's better to be lucky than good. But again, I just don't think there was a whole, there was some luck of, of uh, you know, associated with that. But I do think there was a massive amount of skill in there as well. Okay. Player rankings. We're not going to do those tonight, but 
I'm going to try to get them done before Monday. Actually, I'm going to get them done before Monday's uh, event, which will be up at McPete's in Big Lake, Minnesota. Sean now coming in with three of four victories. Um, and the last Matt Rolstead victory that we saw was, of course, the Gulf Zone Open, the final event of the last league year. Matt's only played in one event this season, but... I'm going to have a hard time. I, I, I don't want to spoil this at all. I'm going to have a hard time keeping Sean out of the number one spot right now. Three of four with really, really, really stacked fields. I don't recall an event where first through seventh place. Oh, excuse me. Is it eighth? Four, five, six, seven. First through eighth place was four strokes separating those. From an 80 to an 84, right? Let's take a look at Caden Asilius. He had a 5 on hole 22 on the back 18. Tom had a or uh, Tom had an ace. Sean had a 2. Okay? If Caden aces that hole, he's going into extras. That's one hole. That's one hole. Eric Asilius with the 6, six on 15. He doesn't go out of bounds. And we're having a conversation about a three-way tie. Okay? Eric goes triple on 15. Then he comes back with a bogey on 16. He birdies 17, but then he bogeys 18. How much of that six was hanging with him going into 16, 17, and 18? Okay. If you look at Sean, he went par, bogey, par, par. Tom went par, bogey, par, par. Uh, Josh went par, birdie, par, par. So, you know, momentum is a real thing in sports, obviously. Actually, you know what? There are some people that don't actually believe that. Um, we don't need to get into that right now. I think that's outrageous. I think that's completely outrageous. But I've heard that case being made. Um, it's kind of like the wins are not a quarterback stat thing. It's like, yes, they are. Everything's an everything stat. Okay, sorry. Um, so from one to eight, four strokes separate one to eight. So... Back to Sean, going to have a hard time keeping him out of the number one slot. Okay, these are not, um, I mean, tonight, he wins, um, and eighth place was four strokes behind him. Okay, um, of course, Eric Celius won the Veterans Memorial Park. Uh, Matt Rolstead finished in second in that one, I should note. Sean Brown in third at 10 under. Six strokes off the lead. If we go to Lily Putt. Remember, uh, largest uh, largest margin of victory in Puttcraft history, a nine-stroke win. Now, Lily Putt, you know, if there's going to be a course that has the largest margin of victory, it's going to be Lily Putt. Okay, it's a big course. It's a long course. It's a par one uh, twenty-two, I think it is. So, um, one thirty-two. Excuse me. Um, and then, of course, the season three open, where Eric. Hasselius and Joel Brown had every opportunity coming down the stretch to tie that thing, but ultimately they were not able to do that. That's three of four victories in a row here uh, for Sean Brown after that um, five or six month uh, dry spell, if you will. Okay, trying to think if there's anything else to cover here. Again, Monday night we'll be at McPete's in Big Lake, Minnesota, 6 p.m. start time. I'm going to head out to Buffalo earlier that day to check out, is it Bison Creek? I think it's Bison Creek. 
uh, mini golf course there, get the pars going for that. And then we will, uh, there are no pars right now. We'll have to add, add them. Uh, we'll add that to the, uh, uh, mix later this summer. Um, really good event. Again, Sean Brown, three of four, that's a big deal. But I still think that the Thomas Pepin storyline here is something worth following and worth noting. Uh, cause I, I, I just don't think I've seen anything like that so far in the 36 events that we've had. Um, there have been interesting storylines. There have been interesting things that have happened, but nothing is inexplicable as, uh, whatever the heck got into Thomas Pepin tonight. Congratulations on your third place finish. Josh Benish again comes back from a last place finish at Veterans Memorial Park and finishes two strokes off the lead. Uh, love to see that. The four Aceliuses finished 600, 600, 600, 500. Uh, Brady Storhoff, we haven't seen him in a few months. He was one under par. Um, just an all-around uh, really good night. So thank you, everybody who came out. We will see some of you on Monday night uh, at, uh, at in, in Big Lake. And good luck to those puttcrafters, I believe Tom Loftus and Matt Rolstead, who are heading to the greater Chicagoland area this weekend to compete in a tournament. Uh, bring it home to Minnesota, gentlemen. Have a good night.